Hi, you're listening to Verbcast. Verbpod. Verbcast. It's been a while. I don't know what my name is, but this is Lauren LV in the house. Um, if you hear me walking around and huffing and puffing, it's because I am literally doing this. Mike took the baby um, down to his parents to get... Uh, our laundry because we have a apartment that doesn't have laundry on site, which is now awful because we have a baby and a baby, even if you are the most in tune with your baby, is bound to piss through puke on shit, whatever, um, in their clothes multiple times a week. And now we're, um, starting to give him solid food sometimes, so he's also, sorry, he's also fucking brushing my teeth, duh. So he's also spilling all over the place. Anyways, so yeah, we don't have on-site laundry, so Mike goes down to his parents' house to do it. We are in the process of looking for a two-bedroom apartment as we speak, but that might take a while, yada, 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 so whatever. So Mike's doing that, and that gives me about an hour or so of time to talk with y'all. All right, so first thing on my mind is the Supreme Court fucking sucks and is deeply unserious. Um, deeply unserious people, as Logan Roy famously said on Succession, Miss Succession, so bad. Um, Basically, today, the conservative majority helped, A, shoot down officially student loan forgiveness, which, okay, I know some people that have paid back their loans and all, all you, all you, you know, do-gooders or, you know, whatever, like, good for you. You paid back your student loans on time or or you didn't have any or whatever. But guess what? I do. And especially now having a baby, I could have really used 10 to 15 grand um, for given. I would love to get my, um, you know, credit back on track and all that stuff, but it's cool. But everybody who's anti-student loan forgiveness, how do you feel when your tax dollars bail out banks? Like banks that you might not even bank at. Um, basically bail out 
misappropriations of funds sometimes or, you know, just deeply corrupt. Banking practices. Why do my and yours Why do my tax dollars and why does the government feel totally okay about saving banks and CEOs of banks and all that stuff? But when you talk about student loan forgiveness, it's like you're asking for free money. No, those banks filled with billionaire CEOs and other C-suite fucking fucks and their, like, money, you're bailing them out. You're giving them a handout. Meanwhile, people that aspire for higher education to go into your workforce to keep the capitalist, like, steam roll, steam engine rolling. Sorry, I haven't done this in a while, but I have just so much fire about this shit. You want to put people in the workforce so that they can break their back until they're like 70 nowadays to keep the train rolling for capitalism. Fucking greedy ass bastards. And all of that is like, cool, cool, cool. But you won't even help the workforce cut down their debt. It's like you want people to stay impoverished so they can never stop working. And I say, fuck that and fuck the Supreme Court for that that ruling. But even more egregious today, the Supreme Court basically has helped legalize discrimination. And this whole thing is like cray cray crazy because it's based on a hypothetical. So I guess they're in Colorado or something. There was a woman who hypothetically or is planning. Sorry that I don't have all the details fleshed out but I have it pretty close. She wants to start a web design company, but she wants to be able to say to same-sex couples that she's going to discriminate them and say, I will not give you service. Like if you want like a same if same sex couple is getting married and they want like a website, why anyone would hire someone for that is beyond me because you can do that in two seconds. But um, and there's so many websites. Hey, if you're the couples, the hypothetical couples that um, (laughs) may need a, a, a website for your wedding, a either come to me, I'll do it for you or. I'll show you websites that will, like, generate it in, like, two seconds. Anyhow, so this woman wants to be able to openly discriminate 
against same-sex couples that want to use her web design services. And the Supreme Court just said, cool, you may, we are legalizing discrimination based on the First Amendment. What? So this woman doesn't even have the company yet, but she put the case in front of the court because she's such a hateful person and she knows that the court is so conservative and bullshitty now that she would get this, probably win this. And guess what she did? And yesterday, the cherry on top, Yesterday, the Supreme Court outlawed um, fucking, what's it called? See, this really is off the, off the cuff, Supreme Court. I'm so, such affirmative action. I have mom brain now, so everyone just be kind to me. Now, what's funny is that racist people think, like, ending affirmative action is getting at just, you know, black people. Which it is primarily doing so, don't get me wrong. But it's not going to make white people get into schools you know, banning it is not going to get white people into those schools any better, you know, um, unless, of course, you're a legacy admission. But I'm just, like, really sick of the fact, just taking the, the step back. Really, I'm just, like, sick to be living in a time where the mask is so off. Of course, I've talked about it on my verb pods before. We are not living in a post-racial or post, you know, religious um, choice, like, society as much as we, you know, had Obama as president for, for eight years and stuff. Like, guess what, guys? The South is risen, so to speak, you know, again, and it is just infecting the whole fucking country. All these, like, Christian fascists have been infecting our country along with racists, which I'm sorry, it happens to go hand in hand nowadays. It's like chicken or the egg. Most people that are white nationalists, for whatever reason, they think of themselves to be like really like well-intending like Christians who feel like Jews and people of color are replacing them and it's just it's just crazy but like affirmative action doesn't even improve things by that much for people of color to begin with okay it gives you a little bit more help But let's be real, like, the playing field is so fucked, and it's getting more fucked 
as we slide openly back into this like fascist and racist and homophobic and misogynist like country there's just so much hate it's like nobody that is a marginalized person right now even getting a little bit of help in something is not that much of a a leg up and I'm just so embarrassed I am embarrassed to be an American and I can say that while I still have the right to say that out loud you know it's just we look like clowns we are a fucking clown show clown cars like we are so dumb so that's been on my my spirit. Um, in more personal news, yeah, I'm just going to talk about it because when do I ever keep things to myself? So I think I've talked about the fact that my oldest brother, I have two brothers, my oldest brother uh, is bipolar one. He's like, you know, when you, like, think of, like, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, like, he can be that way. Obviously, when he's medicated and stable, he's a very, very, like, kind, soft-spoken, he's super religious, like, we're Jewish, but he, in his search for stability or whatever in life, uh, because of his illness, he um, found Christianity, and he's, like, a real, like, big Christian guy. Whatever. I'd be so happy if my brother just, like, the one, like, weird thing about my brother is that he is super religious and not even in our... um, are given a religion from birth, you know, like that would be so cool. Anyways, he's been in and out of the hospital since he was 17. I was six. He's now, you know, 50 something. And he's married, but, well, that's a part of it. So anyways, so he's been in and out of the hospital for most of my life, like sincerely, he's been hospitalized at least once a year um, since he was diagnosed. Some years it's more, you know, like more often than others. Some years he's been pretty solid. And like, even if he slipped a little bit, he, he kind of catches himself and then he gets back on the train. But in the last couple of years, his sli- like his slides have been really bad. And in the last couple of years, he stops taking his medicine and then he like will tell his wife that he doesn't, you know, want to be with her and all this stuff and he wants a divorce. And his mental illness, like his bipolar, like I think of him not when he stops taking his medicine, it's kind of like, you know, what they say about getting drunk. Some people get drunk and they speak their their innermost, like, truth, you know? 
I think my brother kind of does that when he stops taking his medicine because then he can go and drink. Like, he tends to go drink or uh, smoke weed or whatever, which you're not supposed to do when you're on his kind of medication. And so he, like, goes and wigs out and he says everything that's on his mind along with a lot of other crazy shit, blah, 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 blah. So that's been going on off and on for the last couple of years. But a few weeks ago, like right before Father's Day, he stopped taking his medicine, started the shit about like doesn't like his wife. First, he was like buying, I think he was online and he was corresponding, like maybe he was on a dating app, which, you know, make your judgments. I mean, it's all like crazy shit but um he calls my dad he's like I'm gonna go to Portland I have an Amtrak and go see this woman in Portland I'm in love with her blah 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 that okay he's crazy blah 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 but then he did something a couple of days later which kind of just darks me out and started this whole new excuse me, I just burped, um, trend is, I guess he went out, got drunk. Oh, and side note, like, he's lost a number of jobs over the years, too, because he, either he wigs it out, he gets, starts to get manic, and then he'll act inappropriately at work, or He'll lose, like, he'll miss too much work because he's hospitalized that they, you know, they try to, like, make, like, special, special, like, um, understanding for him. But at a certain point, it's like, what, you know, you got to show up to work. So he's been basically jobless for a while. He was in some computer, like programming class like but he just got kicked out of it because he was acting erratic and so I guess this last time he goes out to a bar or something he meets somebody there's talk that maybe she was homeless or just like Someone who just is a roamer. I don't know. Something weird. It's all very hazy. He brings this woman home to his house in San Leandro. Where he lives with his wife. And maybe they were starting to, you know, like get it on or something. I don't want to think about it too much. So they do that. And then his wife comes home from work and sees it and gets mad, which shit, I would too. But she's like really meek and she's like whatever. And then I guess she was like stop or she needs to leave or something like that. And my brother got mad and allegedly um like, put hands on his wife. I don't know to what, like, what degree. I just know that that happened. That's something that I've never, 
my brother's never done that. He's, like I said, he's usually so mild-mannered. Nothing happened from that. They, you know, a few days later, he ends up in the hospital. Good. So we think. Because at least, like, he's being cared for. But I guess... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a few days into his hospital stay, he alleges that another patient was aggressive towards him and threatened him. And so I guess, allegedly, my brother fucking beat the shit out of him, which guess we are related after all. Because, you know, if you know my family, we're good with our hands, you know. But the bad thing is, this crazy person was like, I'm pressing charges. They were lucid enough for that. So my brother gets arrested and put into Santa Rita jail in Alameda County. Which, if you've done your research on Santa Rita, it's in Dublin. It's a bad place. It has like a huge suicide rate. There's a lot of bad shit there. I mean, the carceral system in general is bad. And also, if you are someone with a mental health issue, the carceral system, which is why London Breed and all these people that are like, get the homeless off the street and they're mentally ill and blah, blah, and get them into treatment, arrest them and blah, blah. You're not doing them any fucking favors. You're just getting them out of your face because the carceral system is terrible for them and this Santa Rita jail, for instance, has gotten fined by the Department of Justice like so many times because they're so awful. They don't do good mental health um, treatment to patients in need. And that's why a lot of people kill themselves. And it's like robot. they use robots to like feed you your food and all this shit. Anyway, so my brother ends up there. And while I am... As I said, not a big proponent of the carceral system and especially using the carceral system as a way to um, manage mental health issues. I said to my dad, you know what? This is bad because he was arrested and the charges gotten is battery with serious injury. Hopefully, he'll get a misdemeanor. Well, hopefully, it'll get thrown out. Please, let's get it thrown out. But worst, well, first worst case scenario is if he gets a misdemeanor, he could do six months in prison, which would suck. But I don't think since it's a misdemeanor, it wouldn't be on his permanent record. Now, if they charge him with a felony... He could be in jail for four years, and then he has that on his record. And in terms of getting employment, that's not a good look. So I'm like, oh my God, this fucking, you know, this is just crazy. This is crazy. This is bad. The bail was five grand. I'm like, to my parents, I was like, this is bad, but you know what? He needs to just sit and maybe... He'll mellow out, you know, they'll get him back on his medication regimen somehow in there, blah, 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 blah. 
Well, my dad, and I know he had the best intentions, of course. My dad couldn't stand the thought of my brother being in jail and at that jail because it is notorious for being awful. So I, on one hand, I get where he's coming from. So he, by the next morning, he bailed my brother out. Problem is, he bailed him out without, like, a kind of, like, going home plan. And, you know, my brother is going to be arraigned in the next couple of weeks, blah, blah, blah. So my dad thought, okay, I'll bail him out. I'll be good dad, as my dad generally is. And my brother will go home to his wife and... They'll start to pick up those pieces. He'll do some apologies. Maybe my brother, even, I, who knows? My brother could have told my dad, bail me out. I'll go home. I'll make things right. I'll take my medicine, blah, you know. I would personally be like, okay, we're going we're gonna to bail you out, but I'm going to take you to another hospital, you know, with a mental facility, and you chill there until your arraignment or whatever so that you can be on your med, make sure you're taking your meds and get get right before your arraignment, but that wasn't done. So anyways, the brother gets out, and I guess he doesn't even, like, go home. He takes an Uber or a cab or something to the airport and buys a ticket to Vegas. Has not been arranged yet. You're not supposed to leave the state if you're on bail. But, okay, flies to Vegas, I guess, tried to check in somewhere, tried to get, like, a baller-ass, like, suite or something in Vegas, and his credit card, like, had a limit on it or something, and so they're like, I'm sorry, you know, your credit card, they won't take, it's not going through or whatnot. So then my brother was like, okay, I need to go to a hospital. (laughs) Huh? So he's not even in, like, in a mental hospital. But, I mean, a hospital, I guess, is better than being, like, roaming around homeless-ish on the the strip, whatever. So, So then he ends up back in a hospital. But then yesterday, they're like, okay, well, you don't... Re- I mean, besides your mental stuff, like, we're not we're not a mental hospital, but, like, you don't really have a reason to, like, be here. We're going to discharge you. So for some reason, my brother... So he's discharged, but his flight home isn't till the 4th of July, which I think is odd, but again... And now, nobody in my family, including my dad, who got him bailed out, and I get it, my dad's in his 80s. Like, what, does my dad want to go to Vegas and get my brother home when he's probably whack-a-doodle-doo? No. But yeah, so right now the conundrum is nobody, I mean, I'm not going to do it. And I have a baby. I can't, like, go fly to Vegas and get my brother home. 
no, like the hospital like called my dad and was like, well, we need somebody to, you should probably have someone come and escort your, your son home. My, my brother's wife doesn't want to do it because she doesn't really want to be alone with him. And you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of her because she's a little, she's a little kooky. I mean, aren't we all? But that's the most valid shit I've ever heard. So then my dad's mad at her that she doesn't want to go pick up my brother. He says she's whining. I'm like, dude, again, I don't know to what degree, but my brother put hands on her. She should really divorce my brother, to be quite real, besides this last instance. Like, he's been saying, like, every few, like, six months, like, he's not into her, doesn't love her, A, that's, you know, verbal abuse. And then on top of that, then he puts hands on her? She owns the house. Her dad gave them this house. Kick my brother the fuck out. And it's time for my brother. Mental illness aside, he is in his 50s. And he's, you know, if we can get him past this law thing, because let's be real, my dad says he's going to just go with, I'm not paying for a high-priced lawyer. Let's be real. My dad's going to pay for a high-priced lawyer to get this thing thrown out if it doesn't just get thrown out by the dude in the hospital who called the cops on him but okay so eric gets past this he still has to like grow the fuck up and like like something needs to get the fire in his ass and be like I am not going to have my dad forever to bail me out of shit. And on top of that, I need to, like, either get a job that doesn't stress him out. And just, you know, maybe get a divorce, get a stupid apartment, maybe date... Find, you know, find Jesus again. I don't know. Do something different. Or, or, I mean, fuck. He is sincerely mentally ill. Get on disability. Whatever. He needs to figure something out because I hate to be callous, but, like, I'm not going to expose my son to that. So, like, if... Going gets rough down the line when my parents aren't around. I'm not bringing that into my house. I have my own shit from being exposed to him from the age of seven on. I mean, I'm not asking for, like, sympathy or anything, but, like, come on. But I am not doing that to my kid. Oh, fuck no. Things are going to be so different over here. And I know my middle brother has even (laughs) less empathy for people and their kookery. So I know he's not going to let my brother break his peace. So Eric needs to like figure it out. 
and I vastly, I mean, I'm triggered by this, you know, I'm, I'm sounding really calm about it right now, but I'm not like, he's like deeply traumatized me for most of my life. So this is like hard for me, like every time this comes up and I am also really upset for my parents who have been dealing with this for multiple decades at this point and deserve peace from it. But I'm also mad. And then I'm also like, I am kind of mad at my dad, to be honest, because I'm like, why did you bail him out? And he called the other day and I started the conversation. Why did you bail him out? He's like, I'm not going to let him just sit there in jail. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know, buddy. But now, like, look, like, he needs to get back. Like, I guess, like, one, one, uh, one fuck up at a time, like, let's get him back. Because if they find out he went out of the state, and I'm sure it's not hard, like, then he could be extra fucked. Or if he commits another kind of violation while he's in Vegas till the 4th of July, that's way too much time. Then he's going to be double fucked in two different jurisdictions. I mean, my brother got a fucking, like... 1580 on his SATs. He's smarter than you, me, everybody combined. He's smarter than my dad, who is a brilliant man in his own right. So this whole, like, trajectory of my brother's life is probably really hard for him to, like, deal with also because he should have been someone. He could have done anything. You know, he's so smart. He graduated, like top of his class at Crystal Springs Uplands. He went to Williams College, you know, one of the top liberal arts colleges, blah, 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 blah. Like, he got, he won awards for writing poems in Spanish and shit. So, like, you know, I'm sure this whole, like, life uh, detour by mental illness is a lot to, like, to be mad, he's probably, in the same way I'm traumatized by him, he's traumatized by himself and he's probably really, like, frustrated and mad. I, I mean, I get it. I get the psychology of his psychology, but it doesn't make it right and it doesn't make it better. Like, if you have this thing and you know that your life is probably more boring, yes, but if you know that taking your medicine will keep you, like, on the straight and narrow and won't, like tear your life and your family's life apart. I think you should do that. Not tempt it, tempt fate, you know, every few months because you, you're you mad about, like, the cards that you were dealt. Like, we all have fucked up cards. So anyways, yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> not some hot goss. That shit's crazy. My brother's fucking crazy. I mean, I love him, don't get me wrong, but it's hard to, at this stage, it's hard to not be simultaneously so mad. It's just such a complex feeling, and obviously, you know, Mike comes from a very different background than me, and so he doesn't really know how to, you know, the language or how to either just, like, let me feel or help me, you know, what can he really do to help? Uh, he would like me to not be so distracted by this 
stuff, but I, I, that's my cross to bear, I guess. But like, that's been very stressful here. So it's like, again, my brother's shit, it, it mushrooms like a nuclear like cloud, like it affects everybody in his orbit in such a like negative and profound way. And so, you know, mental health is not something to just be granted. It's not something like to just throw. I don't even know where I ended because Mike just called and just ruined everything. Um, so anyways, yeah, I think I was talking about my kooky brother, trauma, fucking up everything. So let's get off of that for a second and let's end positive. Producer Leo is so fucking great. Can I tell you that? I've said it before. I'll say it five million times more. I had the worst pregnancy, could have died, literally, but, and I mean, Leo came out, like, not even breathing and fucked up for a couple of weeks, but you wouldn't even know it now. He is so smart and so lovely and so vibrant. He just truly... This is the most earnest you'll ever hear me <laughs> when talking about my son. He truly is a joy. He's so uplifting. Even my parents, who are, as you can imagine, with my brother's stuff, like, keep saying, oh, my God, you know, with everything going on. But at least, like, Leo, like, he just, like, lifts their spirits. And he really is just the best kid. Like, <sighs> little it's weird so like he'll go to bed you know around seven or eight and we'll get him down the first time like really it's fine but lately in the last few days and I I know it'll go away and everything is like a phase that's you know having a young baby like every you know week is like a different thing but so in the last couple of nights at around like 11 he will wake up and he will just start wailing and it's you can feed him um you can walk him around and he is just uncon you know unconsolable for like i'd say half an hour to 45 minutes drives mike nuts he's like what's wrong is it because he's sleeping like this is it blah 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 I keep saying, I think it's just because he's a baby. And I also think he's um, close to teeth. Like, you know, I think he's going to get a tooth soon. So maybe his his mouth is hurting. But also, I mean, seeing the the consistency in terms of the time day that it's happening, I think it's just like a brain thing, like a phase And he will conquer it. I know he will. And hopefully, like, soon. He's almost seven months. He will be seven months on the 3rd of July. But, um, you know, it's like, (laughs) other than that, uh, screaming and wailing. And he does not like to have his diaper changed. Which, I mean, I know he doesn't like sitting in the diaper that is 
soiled or pee filled, but Yonzo just really does not like it to be changed right now. So I don't know what to do about that. He tends to scream about that too. But other than that, the kid is near perfect. And like I said, super smart. He's, he wants to like walk. You hear some kids, I guess, don't even um, crawl really. They go from ground to like walking I wouldn't be surprised he's scooting right now but I wouldn't be surprised like today he he um pulled himself up onto me from like he was on the bed but like he was flat next to me on the bed and he pulled himself up onto my stomach and then um he from there he pushed himself up so to where he was standing I mean not not solidly, but like it was pretty, pretty effortless. And I was like, look at you. Should I be scared? Like, I just feel like he might have his own uh, apartment in the next, next week or so. Cause he's just such a little, little adult, but he's really great. Um, no matter what is tough at times, you know, marriage, family, all that stuff, like, there is really something to be said about him. Like, why you have kids, right? Um, it's not, I've, uh, read all this negative stuff, like, people, I'm totally fine with people who don't want to have kids, obviously. I mean, I think it's funny, like, I think a lot of people assumed I didn't want kids, because, you know, I have a party streak in me. That cannot be quenched, um, although it has been quenched since I've been pregnant and raising Leo for the most part. Um, but, yeah, I totally get, like, you know, some people want their lifestyle to remain intact, and that's totally fine. What I don't like is, like, people that are, that don't want to have kids, but, like, are really, really negative about kids and try to like paint it like people only have kids to feed their narcissism and like you just want some someone to adore you like you're like missing out on something in your own life so that's why you have kids so that you know this little thing you can mold this little thing it's like no dude like you have kids a to like you want your your families to like go on generationally but also like it's a really rewarding experience if you want to do it. It's not easy. Um, like I said, like, Mike and I, we're on the same page about a lot of things, like, with him. But some things we're not. And uh, it's not a negative thing. It's just, like, like I said, I'm more inclined. Maybe it's because my dad's, you know, the pediatrician. But, like, I'm more inclined to be like, this is a phase. He's just a baby. Whereas Mike gets concerned that the things are, like, an issue and that there's a definitive answer of why the kid is acting a certain way or, you know, reacting something, like, something to something redundant. But I think he's going to be great. I think he's doing really fantastic. He's great with strangers. He's... He's starting to, like, recognize people. So, like, he knows, like, my parents 
He knows Mike's parents and family members. Like, he recognizes them. He knows our um, across-the-hall neighbor, Susan. Um, he He's just really, really great. So, 10 out of 10 would recommend to have a kid. Don't be anti. I do want to talk about Donald Trump because he's such a clown and he's just, like, indicted so many times, but I don't have time right now. I only have a little bit more time to myself before Mike comes home. So I'm going to end, but it was nice talking to you. Sorry we haven't done a joint one, but Mike's been working really hard, and I've been working uh, with the baby. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of work, if you know of a good, like, job that's remote or hybrid at the very least um, in my wheelhouse, please let me know. Um, I can't, because of the baby, I can't right now be shooting or anything like that. But, you know, I have a sales acumen, marketing, creative consultation. I could do photo editing. Um, I've been a studio manager, office manager, and a life before this. I have a lot of uh, stuff I could do. So, if you know something. But it has to be, like, like I said, either remote or at least hybrid. Because I don't want to just totally abandon my son. And childcare is expensive. Anyways, love you. Talk to you sooner than later. We really need to talk about Donald Trump. Because, I mean, that's, that's a vibe. Also, so much good going on in the Bravo universe. We got to delve into that again. All right. Till we meet again. Bye, kittens.